Iguodala throws to Looney, back to Andre. Andre for three. It's an air ball. Ball game's over. Denver will win. Michael Malone, Steph Curry, up. Good friends. 89-86. Denver gets the victory. The hole was too deep. Chasm too wide. Just a weird game tonight here at Chase Center. No Draymond Green. Warriors losing to Denver, 89-86. Denver now 17-16 on the season. Warriors are 27-7. Steph Curry went scoreless for the longest time and, and did not hit a three until the end of the third quarter. He would finish with 23 points at a uh, big fourth quarter, which helped the Warriors give themselves a chance to take the lead, gave themselves a chance to tie the game at the end, but could not get it done. Uh, what's weird is that Denver was so good offensively in the first half. 60 points, but then the Warriors clamped down on them in the second half to 29 points, and if the Warriors win the game, everybody's talking about how they came back without Draymond, how they clamped down the second half defensively without Draymond, but instead it's going to be a lot of focus on early turnovers, missed free throws, missed opportunities, and a chance to redeem themselves in 48 hours. I, again, I, I don't even know where to start with this game, except at the beginning where they lost the game in the first quarter. 31-16, they got outscored. And they were just battling uphill the whole game. And why were they down so much? Well, the Nuggets were hot, and they kept turning the ball over. Eight turnovers in the first quarter. And that's where the game was lost uh, by the Warriors. Uh, did a nice job getting back in it. Again, I don't know how much of it was really good defense, it, poor Nuggets offense, a combination of both. Certainly wasn't a defensive clinic going on, but the Nuggets just couldn't get out of their own way. And like you said during the game, they have a hard time stopping slides. Yeah. They scored 29 points. 29 in the second half and one. Because the first half they were so dominant and the Warriors just couldn't get out of their own way in the first half. And really offensively they didn't get out. I mean, they weren't great. They only scored 50 in the second half. Uh, the Nuggets ineptitude a little bit, and the Warriors better defense and taking care of the ball in the uh, in the second half uh, got them back into the game. But at the very end, they just couldn't quite close the deal. It's 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 hard, you know, coming from uh, way way back, as you said, it takes a lot of energy to do it. Season low in points by ten. Previous season low was ninety six against Phoenix back on November the thirtieth. Held to eighty six points tonight. And, of course, 36 in the first half. That's a season low. They're 27-7, and seven, though. That's the good news. 16-3 at home. And uh, it's their 27-7, the best after 34 games since 17-18 uh, when they started 27-7. and seven. Yeah, look, it's one game. Uh, who knows how many games they're going to miss Draymond. And you don't expect a game like this from either team. And the, the game they're playing in a couple nights is going to be totally different. <laughs> I hope it is for your sake. Uh, than this one was because this was this was just rough. Even shots you expect to make, you missed. The free throws were crazy. Layups that didn't go in were rimming out, and it was just it just one of those games. And over the course of '82, you know, games like this happen occasionally. It would have been nice, it really would have been nice to win it after you're just scuffled mightily in the first half to find a way to dig down and come back and and win the ball game, but. Wasn't meant to be. I mean, the Nuggets, I don't know. I haven't looked at their 
I don't know if it's a season low for them, 89. Maybe they've scored lower than that. But when you score less than 90 and you win a game in the NBA, it's like going back to 1994 and playing a game. (laughs) Hey, we got transported. Tim, this is like calling basketball back in the 90s, as you well know. 94, oh. final 72-69. Anthony Mason, ISO. Oh, brother, that was... Back it uh, down, back it down, back yeah, it down. That was, uh, that was not pretty basketball, but I don't I mean, what are you going to say? Lose quick, the game, move on. Quick question for you. Yes. How does Jonathan Kaminga keep this game from, you know, getting into his head? Because now, as of course, in two nights' time, you know, Denver's going to foul him. They're not going to let him get anything easy. They're going to foul him, put him on the line, say, okay, rookie, let's see if you can make your free throws. And how does he keep teams from doing, you know, that to him and, you know, not get that kind of reputation? Make free throws. There you go. It's that simple. Now, I will tell you this, though, and I I, I think it will help him being on the road. It doesn't do – I know the Warrior fans are just trying to help. You're not helping a guy by cheering him when he's at the free throw line, when he's missing. Because then it just draws more attention to you missing shots at the free throw line. It did, trust me, it does. If you're a player, you just want to be left alone when you're at the free throw line. Just I don't want all the attention when I'm scuffling. Because that's the only time in an NBA game where all the attention is already on you. Because the game stops. And you're the only one with the ball in your hands. And when you're struggling, you just feel more eyeballs are on you. And then when everybody's cheering for you, it's like, well, now they're really focusing on it. And then you start focusing on it more. And it just, it, you, I know, I'm not saying, well, here's what I'm like, saying. I know you mean well. I know the fans mean well because you're cheering for them. You want them to do well. It's not helping them. That that, that kind of stuff does not help. But as far as, Tim, just get go to next practice, spend some time at the free throw line, get your routine down because that's what free throws are all about. Get your routine down and concentrate on your routine. And that's the only thing you should be con- – you, you, I used to bounce it three times. Spin it, bounce it three times, and then step and shoot it. That's, that, that was my routine. And if you go through your routine, you don't have time to think about anything else. You just go up there, and if you miss it, you miss it. Don't worry about it. Contribute some other way. Get an offensive rebound. Take a charge. Don't well, dwell on it. I have to say you're a brave man to, to, uh, to come out and say that in this, this era of social media and everything. You know, I can see the headline tomorrow. Tolbert says cheering for Warriors, not a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for highlighting it. (laughs) Uh, That's pretty funny. I'm just telling you from a a player standpoint. Absolutely, yeah, I know. You you know you're missing free throws. You don't need to be, you know. I don't need to be reminded that I'm missing free throws. And, look, I appreciate the love. If I'm a player, I do, just not at that moment. Just just not right there Uh, because it just – the last thing you want to be doing at the free throw line is thinking about whether you're going to make or miss. And I've been there. I mean, anybody that's—I mean, unless you're Steph, I'm sure Steph's never been there. Steph probably misses yeah. one and goes, "Oh, what's wrong? What happened? I can't <laughs> yeah. believe I missed a free throw." It's a national nightmare. But yeah, it, it, I put it to you this way: when you go to the free throw line and you hope you're going to make it, you're in trouble. You're in deep trouble because you're thinking about things you shouldn't be thinking about. You should be going up there, stepping, knowing you're going to make it. And if you miss it, no biggie. Just give me the ball again. I'll go ahead and shoot it again. So, But he's young. He, they, they, I, I don't even think about that at the end of the game. Like, is he going to be able to recover? I don't think that's a huge deal for him at all. But, again, 
anytime you struggle in one part of your game, do something else to contribute. Get an extra possession for your team. Run the court hard. Set up, you know, just something like little, like running down the middle of the court really hard and opening it up a jump shot for a guy on the wing, setting a good screen for somebody, getting an offensive rebound, those little things. You don't worry about it. You're not going to worry about the free throws at all because you know you're contributing in other ways. But as far as what it means for him, I don't think he's going to give it too much of a thought. Get to the gym tomorrow. Go through your routine. Get to the line. And because I didn't think about it before tonight's game, not a great free throw shooter, but not terrible by any means. So I don't think there's going to be anything that will linger with him. You know, sometimes working the post game show in this booth is like getting the 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 seat at the restaurant by the by the kitchen door. You know, opening, closing, <laughs> people coming in and out all the time. It's crazy. Uh, uh, one of the reasons I love Michael Malone, he's just such a good dude. Uh, they asked him about the, the, the game, and he says, well, they got the best record in the NBA. We weren't playing, say, Buzzies tonight. <laughs> uh, you know, That's I could, funny. I could just see the St. Buzzy gym on Saint Long Island Buzzy. somewhere. You know, probably a tile floor. <laughs> Low ceiling. Low ceiling, yeah, yeah. Volleyball lines all over the floor, you know. (laughs) I love those gyms. You shoot it with too much arc and it hits the ceiling. It's like, what are we doing? We're going to play basketball in this gym? Yeah. Jokic could never get off a shot in those type of gyms. There was a comedian back in the day who did a whole bit about playing in in his uh, grade school gym. He said, you know, if you guys were really good, we turned the lights out when you had the ball. Oh, uh, no, that seems to be an advantage, Yeah, I, I would think. Yes, it does. Uh, so what we got? Uh, Denver, Nuggets, then Jazz. <laughs> Nuggets, you know what? The Jazz haven't been really hit that hard, have they? They haven't had no. a lot of people. No, they, have, they had a couple. Of, you know, Mitchell went out for a little bit. Yep. And they've had a couple of injuries as well. But, but uh, pretty much they've had their crew, I believe, for the most part. I could be a little bit off on that. But, um, but you know, they're, they're always so tough to play under – you know, their, their current regime and, and the current set of players, always very tough to play in the regular season. You know, they're just, they're just a team that, that you know, they, they're unique. You know, they've got Gobert who hangs up back there by the rim, and they've got Donovan Mitchell who can get himself to the free throw line, and, and, and they've got some, some great role players. I think Joe Ingles is one of the more underrated, you know, success stories in this league from yep. where he came from being undrafted. You know, if you redid his draft now, I think he'd probably be a, a lottery pick. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, you look at what he does. Pretty good defensively. Yep. Handles the ball. Pick and rolls. Yep. Can pass it. Can shoot it. Can shoot it. Oh, does he do any of those things at a uh, all-star level? No. But the fact that he can do them all and he does them all competently, some a little bit better than competently, makes him an invaluable guy uh, for your team. Coming off the bench. Uh, backup point guard. He can handle that role as well. So... And the question for the Jazz isn't the regular season for me. It's when they get to the postseason and teams try to expose Gobert by pulling him out. Yeah. Going small. That's Have they figured that out? Because the Clippers just drubbed him last year. Now, maybe the Clippers are different because they, they, they have that type of lineup. But, you know, most teams in the NBA now have a lineup they go small with. So that's going to be the question with them. But, you know, I thought this a month ago. I still think it now uh warriors suns jazz those are your three teams in the nba yep uh are in the west excuse me uh because i I, i'm eager to see what the what the nets look like on the road and see how that works itself out that's just a crazy situation that 
I never even contemplated a guy playing on the rope and not playing at home. And I mean, that's just a, a weird deal they're going to be going through. But it'll be if, if it holds like I think it will with those being the three seeds out west. It'll make that number one seed even more important. Absolutely. Because you'd like to avoid the other one of those, uh, the other the other two, for as long as you possibly can. So, uh, any plans for New Year's Eve? Well, I'm going to do what I like to do on New Year's Eve. It's a tradition of mine. Astro Blue Bonnet Bowl? Drink beer and watch football. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when the playoffs wait, are involved. Wait, you, you, you do that every weekend anyway. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> ah, you're just such a trooper. Consistent. That, 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 consistent. I, that's right. You get it to you every night. Yeah. Every night you get the same thing. Get to bed early yeah. so I can get up and watch the Outback Bowl <clears throat> on ah. uh, New Year's Day. I think it's the Outback Bowl, the Razorbacks and the Nittany Lions. RC's Nittany Lions early, early. Uh, you know what I used to do? I used to when I was uh, younger. Every the Nets was back when they had like seven bowl games on New Year's Day. I love that. I do. I miss that. But I'd wake up. First bowl game was at eight. I'd wake up at seven thirty on New Year's Day and have a beer before the first <laughs> bowl game. <laughs> That was my tradition. <laughs> have a, a tradition beer. like no other. <laughs> have a beer before a beer for breakfast. Get the covers and just sit there on the couch and just sit there and watch football all day, all the way through the uh, Orange Bowl. Later on, that now and now they give you like four or five bowl games. But now I'm going to be watching both the playoff games and uh, now I don't. I'm not doing the the the, the, the hitting the pans together and all oh, the no, no, you know the those, party those favors and all yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, we're not uh, we're not doing that. So now I just. Sitting aside, hanging out with the family, and then uh, at some point I'll excuse myself and say, it's football time. I'll see you guys uh, on the second. (laughs) (laughs) If you need me, you know where to find find me. Well, if you get down to it, uh, you could you could maybe uh, pull pull me up on the phone there. Yeah, on, uh, the night of the first. I absolutely will. You get to uh, you get to call a basketball game on the first. I do, I do. When did that start? So when now, did the NBA start I, doing games on the first? I've done games on uh, Christmas and New Year's Day this year. Oh man! Yeah, I'll give you a quick story before we uh, before we leave. Okay, real quick. So this was when I was playing for the Warriors. Yep, and we practiced on New Year's Day, Ooh. which no one. Knows why. And I think Nelly just wanted to get us up out of bed yeah. and get us to the practice facility. So, as many would suspect, I had a few uh, a few beverages the night before. Uh, I would have said beers, but there may have been more involved. I'm not positive at this point. So, I get to practice and have my sunglasses on and walk in there. And, and I take my sunglasses off and Nelly looks at me and he says... You look like bleep. <laughs> and look, coming from Nelly. Yeah, I know. After yeah. a New Year's Eve, yeah. that's saying something right there. <laughs> so we had a trainer's table, and it was over at the uh, Alameda College, Alameda Junior College. So inside the uh, the gymnasium, we had a trainer's table set up. People get taped. Nobody's getting taped. Uh, it was just basically a shoot around. Yeah. So he goes, "Wow." He goes, "Why don't you just lay over here and make yourself useful?" Expletive, expletive, whatever. So he takes his. I lay down on the training table, and he takes his dog Goldie, oh. takes takes her leash, and puts the leash around my foot. <laughs> so I'm laying on the training table. The dog's hooked up to my foot, oh. and I lay there with my eyes closed for like 40 minutes. And that was the end of practice. He comes over, and he just takes the leash off my foot. See you tomorrow. <laughs> 
at that point, I got up, put my sunglasses back on. If I had them on, I might have oh. just walked out the gym and said, uh, all right, see you oh. guys. Yeah, the whole team shot around. I was laying on the training table with a dog hooked to my leg. <laughs> you and Goldie bonded. Oh, me and Goldie <laughs> definitely bonded. Goldie, uh, Goldie going, oh, man, this guy reeks. Yeah, I I <laughs> she, he tied me to a distillery. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> Help me. <laughs> oh, good times. Good, good times. times. Good times. Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Happy New Year, Tom. Safe travels. Yep. And I will talk to you, I believe, uh, the third. The, the third. The that's heat. Right. The heat. Absolutely. I'll see nice. you then. All right. That's All right, Tom Tim. Tobert on Tim Roy.